we're off. I have something that's been, before we get into anything, I have mm-hmm. thoughts that are totally irrelevant to photography, and I'm going to share one with you right now. Okay. And people are going to have opinions on this. Maybe I'm absolutely insane. So Probably. When you go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. okay? I'm with you. And you pick something up, and you put it in your cart. And then later on in your shopping endeavors, we'll call it, your shopping journey, you no longer need that item because you've replaced it with something else. How do you proceed? I no longer need that. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Mm. Do I just just put the can of corn in the potato chip aisle? Yeah. Do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd I'd probably just buy it. Really? I was not expecting that. I thought the other options were you either, you know, you just walk it back to where you got it from or you. I can't. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and say I've never put, uh, the thing in the wrong spot because I found a different one that I needed. But if it were perishable, if it were like a a jug. Yeah. Like you're not leaving a wet head of lettuce in the, in the Doritos (laughs) section. Drives me nuts. So yeah. I always, I'm always like, you got to walk it back. Don't make the person who's stocking shelves walk it all the way back. Come on, they don't need that. Just do it yourself. But today I was buying tonic water mm-hmm. for my gins. I love gin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually sipping on some homemade gin right now. Um, but yes, but mm. um, so all they had was the the cans, you know, with the the plastic rings that we see sea turtles choking and shit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't buy that. And then the only other option was the tonic water uh, two liter. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? That's the lesser of two evils. I live a pretty sustainable life otherwise. So I put that in my cart, feeling really bad about it. Went to the next aisle. And then in the middle, they had the the, the 12 pack of cans just in the cardboard. And I was like, oh, there we go. There it is. So then I just, I put the tonic water on top of the. Right there. The, the two liter plastic on top of there. And I just got out of there, went right to the conveyor belt. Didn't even think twice, but then, uh, got me thinking. So don't be lazy. Like I was, it's the only you time I've though, ever done that to my memory. But we're, we're, we're labeling what it is because the next guy, uh, may have walked up to the cans and been like, you know, I really need that two liter. Oh my oh. goodness. It's right here. So I did him How a favor. Convenient. I did them a what favor. A- what a lucky kismet moment. I'm wow. Very happy. You know what? I so, didn't even think of that. So I'm actually just never like. Know. Right. Well, you know, good segue. We're talking about gin uh, tonight's yeah. drink of choice. What we did have, we do? Last time we did Pink Whitney for the Bug Hotel. That was a ooh. fan favorite. I can't tell you how many people messaged <laughs> about the Bug Hotel or tweeted or whatever. Um, probably didn't absorb any of the episode because they're just so focused on listening for the zap now. But tonight, yeah. tonight. We're working our way up. I know some people thought that it could have been tequila right off the bat. And to you people, I say, no, Um, we'll get there. But Mm -hmm. tonight it's just, uh, you know, we're feeling a little classy. I have a DiSerono beside me. There we go. But before we we started recording, man, this bug zapper was like a firework. So I have just the bottle beside me in case I have to pour multiple in this episode. So what's the over under? We're going to take back. So the over under pause here. And everyone DM us the over yeah. under on bugs apps or say it out loud or think in your head. I'm going to go with two and a half. 
So under would be two or less, and three or more would be the over. Okay. That's, I'm going two and a half. We'll see. Um, <laughs> that means if I don't, what did I take? Did I take, oh, but I need to take either over or under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say two or less. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to go over. <sighs> just to make it, to make it interesting. a bigger payout. What's the weather there? I'm going to, okay. I need to know the weather. Ooh, it's the wet, humidity. overcast. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's some fresh okay. produce in the kitchen too. So, you know, there could be some fruit flies. Yeah. I'm so. going three to 17. Okay. Wide range, wide range. I hope you make yep. your spread. Um, okay. Today's artwork is by Ted Med. Thank you for submitting your photo. It is beautiful. It is minimalistic. It is toned very nicely. We have good contrast of the darkness at the bottom heading into the lightness at the top. At least I think it's heading that way. I'm actually zoomed in. On further inspection, it looks like it's heading from the lightness into the dark. So mm. we can assume our our captain there is very brave. I like the minimalistic shot and it ties into what we're going to talk about today, which I will let you segue into, Aaron, after you let me know your thoughts on this, this nice sailboat photo as our um, second TPM artwork feature from Ted Med. Yeah, well, thank you everyone for tagging uh, the TPM artwork hashtag. Uh, it's fun to look through those and um, kind of automatically see like, oh, they they listen to the show. So that's kind of a nice thing. Uh, the the work is great, Ted. Um, I assume your name's Ted. Uh, and we're happy to have you as the cover. So congrats, I guess. And congrats to us for uh, having a, such a good photographer listen to us. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Now, Aaron... Yeah. Actually, I've I've clicked um, at Ted Med's profile. I think their name is Medhi, M E H D I. So I don't know. Apologies if we got that incorrect. But at Ted Med, their Instagram mm-hmm. handle is in the show description. Erase your episode. I'm embarrassed. Erase the entire episode. <laughs> Let's pick a new artist. New That's artist, because yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to like at least be consistent. How dare you embarrass me? Yeah, you're going to have to uh, butcher every single person's name from here on out. It can be a thing. At least you can own it. Um, But no, if you're listening on Spotify, you know what we're talking about because the artwork for individual shows only shows up on Spotify. Again, I will say it, Apple Podcasts, get your shit together. Um, And yeah, his his, uh, links to his uh, profile will be in the show description. So thanks, uh, Mehdi or Ted, as as, uh, Aaron would say. Your name's not Brandon. Um, But why is this photo so fitting, Aaron? What happened today? Well, Brett Blakely posted a photo on Instagram (laughs) and it crashed. Instagram, WhatsApp, chat rooms, and Facebook. Boomer book. uh, Indefinitely. It's it's done. I think it's done forever. I hope so. I've joked about this where it's like, we've talked we about this. We get what would really you attached. Do? We get really attached to this stuff and like when I should post and I didn't get enough likes and my photos and my grid. And then I said, well, what if they sell the company or change it or decide or get you know, hacked? It's like, yeah, get hacked or ruined or they want to go in a different direction. And they're like, we're not doing that anymore, but it's too much upkeep. It's not worth it. We're going to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. could all end pretty quickly so and uh, as far as we know in real time it has ended nobody can post nobody can refresh that's it we have entered the social media apocalypse or wasteland and let me tell you i'm i'm like kind of i'd be okay with it never coming back (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I'd be devastated if it was just me. I'd be a little <laughs> upset if it was just me. But if it was everyone going down together, like an apocalyptic social media asteroid, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be it'd be definitely interesting. The pivot would be so interesting to like where would where would people go for their uh, I don't know their shares, their thirst quench, their whatever you want to call it, their attention seeking. Which I'm guilty of all of this as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not pointing fingers, uh, but it would be so interesting to see what would happen. I mean, today alone. I got so much more stuff done. I organized. I went for a long walk. I left my phone behind. Like there was just no need. It was like a different, different world for a minute. I heard the birds. I heard the crickets. Like I heard everything. Um, it was just, it was very different. It's very funny. It got me really thinking. Uh, our dependence on it or like our, the little serotonin uh, drip that it has in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's a big wake-up call because I think in that moment you had a a sense of you were free, you know, which you wouldn't otherwise, you wouldn't know you were a slave to it. I think we all are a slave to our phones to some degree. This is 2021. You can't not have a phone. You can't not be up to date. I understand that. And we've done so many episodes together. Oh, there oh, it is. There's the Bug Hotel. Bug Hotel. Bug, bug Hotel. Hotel. Come and stay at the Grand Bug Hotel. All right, ready? Here we go. Yep. There you go. That's one. That's Mark one. We're only ten minutes in. Are you kidding me? If you're keeping score, I do not condone the use of alcohol. That is my disclaimer. Neither is Aaron. It's I'm just not. something for fun. It's just water for me. Yeah, so let's let's before we get into more of the social media implications, we always talk about this. What do you think has happened? I mean, we just had the whistleblower uh, come forward on, um, you know, and then the next day it gets shut out. That is not a coincidence. Instagram is and or Facebook is saying that they're separate. It is not. Come on. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it's got to be something or maybe they're maybe they're like like dexter like racing you know getting rid of all the evidence cleaning up right we got to turn this off real quick right hey, and i'm the, not turn the power off real quick so i can exactly uh, erase so we files. can tidy up yeah the landlord's we'll coming down. over we got to tidy the place up <laughs> who knows but right yeah, when you're in college like, yeah that's what it smells like wouldn't you be terrified for your life as this whistleblower Think about how big tech is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? For, I, for sure. I mean, that's, yeah, they're, they're, they're taking a risk. They are. All right. So let's assume, let's assume, if, there's no way it will be, but let's assume this is permanent. How does this change your approach to photography, if at all? Well, it, it does. I mean, it's going to affect it, right? It's a good question. We've we've posed it before. Um, I think so. I I think there's a good example here where I uh, I'll take portraits of friends or uh, my son. I take a lot of photos of, and those are things I really share, like slamming down people's throats. Like, look at my look at my portrait. You know, that's not my thing. I I like nature photography for the most part. 
like other photography too, but like mm-hmm. what I share is that. Right. Um, I'll take a lot of photos of my son, for example, and there's a couple that I'm like, oh, this is special. I want to edit this all the way to the end. I want to get a print. I want to put it up. But it's right. one one in, let's say one in 20. Okay. Now with social media, there's more of a pressure definitely to uh, edit to completion a lot of your, and I shouldn't say a lot in the scheme of how many clicks you have, but a good amount of photos. Like you are, you're taking your time, like all the good ones to, to really edit them and put them out there. So there's a nice pressure, I think a nice pressure to do work and get it out there and keep the train going. Um, but on the other hand, that other side of it, there's a nice enjoyment where it's like, I have this art or this skill, and I'm going to let it flow when I let it flow. Like, you know, um, imagine Instagram was for new songs, right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're a famous artist, and you have to post a new fresh song every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 o'clock. Like, it would start to get crappy, I think. And s- some of the artists that we love might take eight years between albums because they're taking a break they're finding it they're they're getting inspired by something else so i think you lose a little bit of that part with social media and we'd get back to a little bit of that um so that's kind of my answer to that i think it would it would my photography would slow down but be more directed right Hmm. it almost sounds like you'd be back to the film era yeah yeah in, in a way right so you would not stop no, I would, I would not stop. There might be longer breaks, but just like everything else. So other artistic things or hobbies that I have, golf, there, there's a break in the winter. And you put the clubs down for a while. Uh, guitar or even, you know, uh, playing out. Like there's, there's these breaks where oh, I haven't picked up a guitar for three weeks. Hmm. Like maybe I'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even further into the artistic realm of like songwriting, I very rarely, but sometimes will get inspired to like, oh, let's, I have an idea for a song or I like this. Like, let's try to work it out and have some fun just to entertain myself. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not sharing it really anywhere. Um, so I think it just becomes a more natural thing than an, you have to do this all the time sort of thing. And you can't take a break because then you'll lose followers and people won't, you won't be relevant and you're going to miss the trends and yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if it's healthy or not which, healthy. Which is pointless if you're not really aspiring to do anything with your Instagram account. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people listening are aspiring for their Instagram? I'm not even talking about photography, their Instagram to be their full time thing. Right? Because yeah, at the no. end of the day, what what you're saying is treating treating Instagram like a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you miss a post, you're, you're so hard on yourself. It goes back to last episode, which I was talking about at the end, you start to get negative and negatively biased and see all the things that are going wrong. But at the end of the day, if Instagram isn't in your future plan to be your full-time thing, really missing out on a thing or two is not that big of a deal, but we get so we can sometimes tend to get so down on ourselves in terms of performance and metrics and things like that when it really just doesn't matter. And I think you and I were talking about this as well before we clicked record was that 
it can all just be gone like that boom off the face of the earth. Nothing is guaranteed in life. And it's a good excuse because let's face it, you know, we're so far into this now, most of us listening, that we're, we have the urge and the need to continue to post and share digitally online on the internet because that's the way the world works. So I think just relying so heavily on something like Instagram, you're really putting all your eggs in one basket and running full speed down a bumpy road. When this, oh, another oh, one, yes. did you hear it? Yes. Oh my God, I'm getting you fried. <laughs> just <laughs> just re- remember where my thought is because I have, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll keep doing it as I'm pouring. I had to pour another one. This is going to get sloppy. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no it's not. You should have met me in college. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm there we go. I'm having fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> a great excuse right now to go looking and creating profiles on other companies that are amazing. You and I talk, you know, we've personally endorsed 500 PX get on that because Instagram could disappear. If you still want, you know, like someplace else to post and be inspired and and meet people. There's so many other things, Reddit, you know, imager, uh, so many different things. I, I just, I don't understand why even Twitter is making like a, a big bounce back. You know, mm-hmm. why are we so, let me, ask, let me ask you this. Why are we so focused on Instagram? Why, 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 why? It's so frustrating. I mean, with what's going on right now, I'm just so tempted to just double down even more on these other platforms. I'm not, not even from a place of frustration, just like, well, this could happen at any moment. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful tool. It really is. So use it, but it, it brings me to, uh, everything's a relationship. I've said it a thousand times, if not a million mm-hmm. times, everything is a relationship. And the question becomes, is your relationship, do you have a healthy attachment to it? Or is it a secure attachment? Are you is dependent? The, is the relationship adding to your mm. wholesomeness or is it filling a void? And if it's filling a void, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or drugs or alcohol or gambling or Instagram, if that rug gets swept out un- from you, you are left with that hole gaping. And it, it doubles down in size. I truly believe if that's what's been covering up this hole in you, uh, that this platform goes away or blocks out. I guarantee, I guarantee that, I mean, habit forming alone, I can't tell you how many times I checked to see if Instagram was working. Um, really? There was a, yeah. There's a good amount of times. Like I was just, uh, part of me was curious, like, wow, this is a long time at this point. Now I'm getting like more curious. Um, but, but habit wise, it's, I always say like when you, when you want to take a break from the phone, if you go to a place like the Adirondacks where there's no service, it's, it becomes very easy because it's like, I don't have a choice. Like it's done. My decision is done for me because I have no service. There's nothing I can do. And it, it fades out to nothing where you don't need your phone because you can't have it very quickly. When you do have service and you have to make that decision, I feel like it's a harder decision because you're tempted and you can be rewarded with that dopamine hit uh, over and over again until you kind of figure out the new behavior. So again, it's a great test of like, what's your attachment? Is it filling a void that now you're kind of miserable that you didn't have it for seven hours? Just like if you, 
you know, from an addict, you took away their, their vice, you know, they're going to have a hard time, uh, with that. Mm -hmm. But if you have a healthy relationship with someone, uh, if they're adding to your life, if it's a tool, then you take it away and they're still whole. They're still there. They're still, they're still, they still have their relationships intact. They're still there. They're still confident. They're still secure. All those things remain healthy. And it's a little blip on the radar where it's like, oh, I don't have Instagram. Huh, I'm going to have to have a different way to market to people, to connect with people. I can figure it out though. No problem. Right. Versus, oh my God, like I depended on those 500 likes, a thousand likes a day. I needed that boost. Like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. What am I going to replace this with? Uh, I need to go to the casino and, <laughs> and gamble. Like I need some sort of rush, right? To like fill that hole that something else has left. Right. And you've, you've, you've seen it with, we all have friends and ourselves. You can think about like, uh, a big breakup, right? And there's people that are sad, but are, are you're like, wow, you're, you're, you're well put together. Like this is a, this is a breakup, but they're like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's going to be lots of relationships that end in my life and I'm going to continue and I'll be okay. Like I'm sad. I'm going to miss that person, but no, I'm good. And then there's people that are like puking on the ground for months because that person left them and left them un together. Right. And their sense of identity ended up being attached to that individual, Mm -hmm. you know? So for everyone listening who might be in their head thinking or nodding along, like in terms of today, how, how Instagram disappeared from their phone and they were a little bit agitated or, or on edge or fidgety or whatever. If you're one of those people listening, right. I think I would like to, Aaron, with you, talk about steps to, because now you've realized how much you depend on Instagram, steps to maybe becoming that more wholesome person, you know, someone with more than just their phone or their social media profile as an extension of themselves. I think that would be a healthy way to go with this conversation. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to go. Go. Do it. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you're right off the bat, I'm thinking, and by no means is this elitist or, or what's the word? Um, righteous. Are you feeling righteous. righteous? Yes, absolutely. Because you know what? Mm. You and I, everything we talk about on this show, you and I have worked through or are trying or still, to, or still, or are. are still trying to master or work through. Yeah, I think that's a very important disclaimer because you you're never done learning. Yeah, I, I'm totally the parent. Like, do as I say, not as I do. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, like I I've worked through a lot of these things. I have a I have a I have a good brain to give advice. I'm a counselor. This is my job. Uh, I have a good brain to give advice. Uh, it's hard to give yourself advice, right? And and some of the best advice I ever heard is like, if you're in a problem. Uh, role play what you would tell your best friend to do and write it down and just make yourself do that. Just follow it like a blueprint. Don't get your own feelings and emotions involved because you might get stuck. It's very easy to be like, dude, you need to break up with her. Trust me. Like it's bad. Like this is not healthy. 
It's very mm-hmm. easy to tell that to someone, but when you're in it, it's the old, um, you know, the Dane Cook skit where he's like, I can't break up with him because my CDs are in the car. Like, you know, like any reason to stay with someone. So it's very easy to give advice. And I want to, I want to, I want to be gentle with that. I'm not here pointing a finger saying I'm perfect. I am not, I'm not perfect. But Seth you know what? Be, but. I am definitely not, but I will say this. And I, and I firmly believe this, and this might be some like hard pill, hard to swallow pills for people not listening. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because everyone who is here listening right now, who is so gung ho and is, who is so uh, motivated to become more self-reliant, you are so much further ahead than the rest of the population. And I'm not meaning to make this a contest. What I'm saying is that when you really break it down, the majority of individuals do not want to do the work on themselves or, you know, make the improvements necessary. I would go as far to say that 3% of people, you know, uh, get to the places they want to get to, metaphorically speaking, uh, are willing to do the work on themselves, are willing to go looking for answers, are willing to ask for help, and are just willing to do whatever it takes to make their circumstances way better than they already are, whether you're already someone who lives a great life or whether you're somebody who's hit rock bottom. So just the fact that you're here listening to something that will improve your mindset and improve the foundation for which you build your photography practice and your whole life around puts you miles ahead of other people. And I don't think we've Mm -hmm. ever said that on this show, but I really want it to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well said. Uh, and I, I think it's true. And I can speak for myself. I've had these, uh, dark nights of the soul moments, uh, through my life where you really have to dig deep and, and look at, things and decide which way you want to go. And, and those are those moments. So, um, you know, it's photography, but we like to attach it to like everything's life, everything's relationships, everything's how we perceive the world and what we're taking from it. And Mm -hmm. I think you can learn, you know, two guys talking here and just experiencing life and saying what they're seeing and how they dealt with it or what they're feeling or how they felt they should deal with it. You can go, Oh, that that resonates with me. I'm t- I totally do that. Or you mm-hmm. could say I. That's not for me. I'm you know these guys are dumb dumbs playing with the <laughs> bug motel. What am I listening to? Is, you know what, what? the, the show is had deals with a lot of serious content and can get intense at times. So I'm all for the bug hotel as a little comic relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by all means, yeah. if you have a drink that I must try, <laughs> recommend <laughs> yeah. it or send it in the mail. Just put I the do. address Canada. That's all you have to write. Just Canada. I've, I've invented a drink and the, um, the restaurant down the street from me has, it's like a, un, it's like the Starbucks menu where you, like they don't mm-hmm. know. The place uh, where it doesn't make sense to order from. I don't know how to order from there, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, if you went in there and said, can I have a salty lizard? They will like, they'll wink and they'll be like, all right. And <laughs> they will make <laughs> it for you. Gross. No, it's good though. Just sounds good. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Getting back to um, our more serious, intense discussion where you're talking about those, you know, you've had, we all have had some of those, the chips are down moments, dark nights. What the hell am I doing? Um, Things are uncertain. I think a few, a short term future that seems uncertain is absolutely terrifying to the majority of people. 
And when you're living in your own head, as all of us are, right, there's, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of interesting. You, you'll live your whole life with a voice inside your head that talks to you. That, that kind of makes me laugh. But when the chips are down and things are really, really horrible, and again, this might be, you know, super depressing, but no one is coming to save you. You know, nobody is coming to show you the way. Nobody is coming to, to uh, make your life better. It's entirely up to you. And I think for me, that gives you such a good sense of control because, and this is, this relates to everything we talk about in terms of having having uh, radical amounts of accountability for everything in your life. When you really understand that everything you do, good and bad, is your fault and that no one's coming to help you, it's entirely up to you. I don't think you have more control in your life than that. Right now, every the, the ball is entirely in your court to go out and make what you want to. Once you really, really understand that. And I think those moments of hardship in your photography career, in your life, help you understand that. And I think that's what you and I are talking about. That was about yes. hotel. Give me a break. Let me finish my sentence here. I think that's what you and I are talking about when we say there's opportunity in every moment. Let me fill up my shot glass while you wow. add on. Holy moly, we covered the over. That's three. Three, I win. What do I win? <laughs> we didn't make a bet. You win. I'll tell you what you win. Just don't forget what I was talking about. But you win the opportunity to be next week's Bug Hotel victim. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, no, Seth, that's a, uh, that's a great point. And I, it just is. It's just, this is, this is life. And I do this thing with the kids at school um, where... We gratitude journal uh, every day that I have class um, and they have a hard time with it. Uh, but nonetheless, when I'm first explaining why it's good and, and why it's going to help our the way we think and help us sleep and help us with anxiety and lower stress levels, many, many research based things on being grateful for a certain amount of time per day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I draw a huge line across the bulletin board or uh, whiteboard, I'm sorry, a uh, huge line. Like it spans the room, 40, 50 feet. And I say, these are all the people in the world, seven point whatever billion in this line, ranked from the best life to the quote unquote worst life. Mm-hmm. And everyone that's sitting here that has free education, uh, thank goodness has clothing on, uh, has three meals, if not more a day, has a cell phone in their pocket, is, has a computer right there, uh, is healthy, is in Connecticut of the United States of America. You guys are, and I draw a line on the very right edge and it's like, you're, you're here, you're here. Absolutely. At, at the very least. And look at all these things and we can be upset like, oh, we haven't had Instagram for five hours. I, I guarantee there's someone out there that was really feeling the heat and getting heated about it, that they had a, they had a post they wanted to post today and it wasn't loading and, uh, or loaded right before it crashed and they got 50 likes and it was their best photo of the year. And they're putting all these labels on this event. And as that's happening, there's a a child somewhere that says, I haven't had clean water in seven days. Like, what are you complaining about? And the emotions could be 
in terms of anger and frustration, the same with those two events. So how we look at things is up to us. There's a great quote from uh, one of my, I shouldn't say favorite books, it's, but most meaningful maybe is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he says- On the shelf beside me, man. I love it. Between uh, a stimulus and a response, there's a space. And in that space is your power to choose your emotion and response to it. Can you give some background on the book for people too? Yes. So there's a stimulus, something that happens in your life. And there's your response, which happens after it. And in that between those two moments, there is a space where you can decide how you want to react. Now, emotions are there, but we can control a lot of our emotions. We can be sad without having to be angry. We can be upset without having to be super jealous. Um, And the book comes from a psychiatrist uh, who lived through the Holocaust. And I mean, the, the whole beginning is it's very existential on who as bad as this is it, it i have the power to control my thoughts the the nazis can take my riches they can separate me from my family they, they killed can, his family they could kill my family they can murder my friends uh they cannot control my dreams they cannot stop me from having good dreams at night. They cannot stop me from having positive thoughts. And the book seems so far out where it's like, how could anyone going through that keep that sort of mindset and, and positivity or the ability to not just go give them the last bit of what you have, which is the way you choose to think about things and react to things. and that book really hit me in terms of um, just taking life as a series of events and really trying to not label things. This is awful. No, it's not. Not always comparatively. And again, I'm saying this nicely. We all go through hard times. Uh, I'm not saying that people's hard times is not awful. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of awful out there. There's a lot of things. There's a level of things. and we will all go through something that is not good. And we all go through things that are what we deem good. Uh, but maybe it's just, maybe it's just life. You know, maybe it's just the ups and downs of life. Like it rains and then it's sunny, it's cold and then it's hot. Everything in nature kind of goes in this flow of, um, advantageous or, you know, not. And I think, Uh, If you can kind of level out those ups and down peaks in terms of your emotion and your reaction to things, life becomes very smooth. Oh my my God. We got to cap this. We got to cap this. That's four. Somebody sent bugs to my house. There's no cap. Somebody sent. All right, here we go. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't play tonight. (sighs) Good Lord. I could be faking him, but I'm not. I promise you, you have my word. Holy. You can, you can hear it in his voice. This is, uh, this is getting intense because it's how far in are we? We're 36 minutes. And we're on number three? 
That was four. four. I was actually was the one that was there. I was saving, but you were just you were talking about something so uh, intense and and, <laughs> yeah. um, and then mentally demanding. Yeah, you can't just have a bug hotel come in during Victor Frankl man search for meaning like you just you can't have that happen but everyone should go and read that book for sure because i read it on your recommendation i think we'll actually put it in the show description a link to it mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a very uh i was about to say easy it's not an easy read just because of the um the subject matter the but subject it's matter is very short. intense um but it's a short read i will say that but you will walk outside with a very profound understanding of how small or how not so bad your particular situation is is that fair to say yeah yeah it is yeah and again we all have really hard times and lose people and but but we all do we all do and that's where you gonna, find the comfort mm-hmm. and there's normal grieving and there's there's different stages of things and we can all work on every every aspect of life and where it hits us and how we respond and how we react so like as an example when brett broke instagram <laughs> we have to explain our friend brett blakely who has been on the show twice he was actually the genesis episode of this podcast the first before aaron really good friend of ours and he was on for i think the first round of listener questions if i'm not mistaken um brett just went to the tetons Looks like he had an amazing time. Gets back. Looks like it was his first photo to post from the trip, and the internet broke. So it's Brett's fault. Brett Blakely, <laughs> go listen to those episodes. Really nice guy. But that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, th- this will make him some. Like he literally posted it, and when I noticed the um the uh his, his post up, and I noticed Instagram wasn't there. Like I was trying, to, I was figuring out like is Instagram working or not, and I was trying to like his photo, and it would go like the heart would go red and then go away. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to get so mad because he's not going to get these likes. Uh, but <laughs> he broke it. He broke it. Oh, man. But what we're talking about, I think where my head is going is, okay, it's really easy to talk about. Don't get upset. You know, don't get super angry about things or think that everything is, the, the world's crashing down on you. Very easy to say, right? Very easy to even take a step back and know that you're you're being irrational in the grand scheme of things. What's difficult is changing that mindset. I think we have, as humans, we're very subject to thinking that we can initiate instantaneous change in our lives. And what I mean by that, we think that we can suddenly start achieving success for for whatever project we're trying to work on or we think that we can just um you know we learned a hot tip and now we're going to make money in the stock market i think we're very short-sighted and going back to what we're talking about how to flip the switch from going down that dark alley of things are horrible and you know there's no light at the end of the tunnel i think the key is and it take the key is conscious practice of it you know, treating, really getting into the habit of treating your brain, your mind as a muscle, just like how you would go to the gym to get bigger biceps, bigger chest muscles, bigger quads. I don't know. You need to work out your brain with deliberate 
and purposeful and challenging tasks. And your daily life presents you with so many different opportunities to work out your brain. Like you said, somebody cuts you off in traffic. Try not to wig mm-hmm. out. You know, your, fo- your, your, your post doesn't uh, perform well. Mm-hmm. You know, cueing in on your response before your actual response is initiated is a very difficult thing to do. But step one is just thinking about it, if that makes sense. And then once you master that, at least I'm speaking for myself, maybe it would be interesting to hear your process. Once you have that down, you have that little delay between, as you would call it, stimulus and response. That little delay or pause provides you the opportunity to go to a place of gratitude, which I think is where the strongest minds are built. So for me, in that pause, I immediately always go to gratitude, what I'm thankful for, you know, what's going well. And I focus on that because then I'm able to push through and find the bottom on that probably less than ideal scenario. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I get quickly, if, if I get triggered by something or upset by something uh, and I'm down from it, I quickly go into, and it's easy in this gratitude sense. Sometimes you can get stuck on like, you're so mad, like, oh, I'm not grateful for, I can't think of anything right now. Um, but I quickly run through the basic needs. Like, do I have food, shelter? Okay clothing Mm -hmm. am i healthy right now uh i'm able-bodied like i have these things okay and whatever i'm worried about or annoyed about or upset about it just gets split in half right there right there like if i'm a if i'm an eight anger it's immediately a four right because i'm like all right like i got a lot of stuff going for me i'm good uh i don't need to be upset about this um yeah. Uh, y- you know, it's like, ultimately we're, we're looking for peace, I think in our brains and our souls, whatever you want to say. And this is just a great way to do it. You all know how much I love golf and I, I, I got addicted to it because of the connections to life. And I found so easily like, okay, being pissed off and on the golf course, maybe in like the football field or the basketball court or the hockey rink. Um, maybe that helps a little bit at times, but being pissed off or annoyed or angry about a previous shot or a bad break does not help anything going forward. It, it, if anything hinders, uh, what's happening. Uh, so the importance to put bad moments, what we call bad moments aside, and move forward with a calm sort of stoic controlled emotion was so paramount into scoring well. I mean, there's just no way around it. You, you can't, you look at any top golfer and they are like, they're just uh, robots. They're just yeah. walking and, and machines. And they're, they might have a, a lick of emotion, like just kind of a look or a disappointment or complain here and there. But by the time they're at their next shot, there's they're not moping around. They are mm-hmm. they're a hundred percent just ready to go. Right. And I think that's life. Like, uh, you know, we, we didn't know wh- when Instagram is going to come back on and Facebook and WhatsApp. So, Never. what do you 
what do you, what do we do? Like it might, I mean, it might be days, it might be weeks, it could be months, it could be a year. Maybe they're retooling it and they want to start everyone fresh and see who's the winner. I don't know. Uh, but what can we do in the meantime? Get pissed about it, write nasty emails to Facebook, or could we like, Hey, I'm going to take this time to actually edit and not surf Instagram, or I'm going to take this time to discuss it on this lovely podcast. Um, you know, so I think it's um, it's one of those things like it it can hinder your life. Does anger help you at times? Sure, a little bit, but I think if it's too long, uh, it it messes things up. That's those are my thoughts. So quick to basic needs that splits things in half at the very least, and then you know nothing else seems that bad. Right. I think also to add on to uh, the passage I was I was saying before. Um, you started talking was, I think, another good deliberate exercise to have uh, to have this be more automatic. That pause, that delay I'm talking about, is to really focus on asking yourself, "What is right now trying to teach me?" I think life in the universe has a very good way of continuing to provide you with lessons until the lesson is learned. Mm-hmm. You'll see it so so often in your own life and observing other people's lives that the same things will continue to happen until something is learned or understood or changed. And I think there's value in that because it is ultimately serving you to live a better life. And I also wanted to say that I think for everyone, if maybe nobody's having this thought at all, but if if ever listeners are having the thought of what does this have to do with photography? You know, like this is the photographer mindset. And I'll speak for myself. I'm sure you agree. You can't do anything well or to your fullest potential unless your foundation of your existence, your, your brain, the foundation of which you do anything is sound and is built strongly. If you don't have the mental fortitude to push through things, you're not going to peak and hit those things that you want to hit. So I think when Aaron and I, Aaron, when, or sorry, Aaron, when we're talking about this kind of stuff, it's always relevant because if you're able to develop that level of mental fortitude, you're literally unstoppable. Yeah, it's, it's true. It is. It's like you take, you can't, in this day and age, I don't think you can be slowed down by little, little blips that happen. Like if you have that advantage to just weather those storms and be like, all right, that's that. Okay. Let's pivot and move like pivot and move, uh, and, and keep your head up and not be like, Oh, this always happens to me. And, Oh, life's the pity so party, right? Yeah. That I get it, but that does, that doesn't serve anything. What that does is like protects your ego essentially. And it's like, okay, um, this always happened. This is the universe always happening to me. This isn't my fault. Instead of being like, oops, I messed up. How can I do better? Let's go. Or like something that, that entirely concept. isn't your fault. Just what can I learn from this? What is this mm-hmm. moment trying to teach me? If you can find a scrap of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I, I really believe what you said that the, the universe gives you these lessons that you need and, and it'll, it'll 
it'll up it. It'll it'll give you a little splinter first and it'll work its way up to smashing you in the face with a two by four. Like if if you don't learn the lesson. And again, with like relationships, it's the easiest thing. If you don't have self-worth, if you don't think you are worth real love and like a, a real relationship with someone where it's caring and nice and safe and comfortable, you will continue to date people that mirror your self-worth and they're not going to give you the worth that you deserve. They're going to give you the worth that you feel. And those are the people that you're going to want to mirror and, and equate what you're feeling with whom you're with. And it will continue to happen where you go, oh, I just, uh, I never can find a good guy. Uh, I, I'm not attracted to the nice people. I, I, uh, something doesn't work. I don't have the chemistry. I'm looking for that spark. Yeah, but you are continually dating that same person that ends up not treating you with respect, like not keeping your worth in the forefront. They're lying, mm-hmm. they're cheating, they're whatnot. And it happens again and again in different ways, in different ways, in different ways until it finally hits you mm-hmm. where you say... And that's usually a rock bottom. Yeah, a bad moment. A bad moment where you say, you know what? I don't have to let these people into my life. If I have my worth and I create boundaries and I set up situations where I move through these people and say, no, what you did is not okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm moving on. Then people will start to respect you. And then people, your worth will build because you created a boundary and held it. And then people that are stronger and better in as partners and in a relationship will respect your worth as well as you're giving it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where if you you have to work through and really believe in yourself and trust that it'll be okay and not get down and not think uh, I'm not good enough or I'm not this or that and this is a huge roadblock. Uh, there's no point in doing this. This company didn't like me. Uh, they didn't want my pictures. I'm going to quit. Like that is all just slowing you down if it's something that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And Does I that think make any sense? Absolutely. I think <laughs> what I'm going to, before we wrap up, leave listeners with that sort of encapsulates everything we've talked about is that the lessons are repeated until they are learned. Mm -hmm. So absorb that, whether it's Mm -hmm. with some specific aspect of your life or your photography practice, but the lessons are repeated until they are learned. I firmly believe that I repeat that one of the, one of my many mantras in my head, at least a fewer, a fewer times a day. And I think it really does you wonders and it'll help you cue on and maybe cue in on maybe things that aren't working mm-hmm. and it'll also help, help you notice things that are. So, um, yeah. my brain's exhausted. I see that. It's a great talk. It, yeah, and, man. And again, like, uh, I gotta say one more time when I feel, maybe I don't have to say it. Maybe people don't feel this way. Maybe it's my own okay. imposter syndrome or something where I'm like, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I'm not, I've, I've just been there and I did a lot of work, uh, in terms of listening and in hearing other, you know, 
even on, on relationships, on photography, on golf and whatever, on, on my own life, like I've done that work too, where I would get in my own way. And with practice, like Seth said, with practice, you can, if you do it once, you can do it twice and then you can do it forever. Uh, it's one of those things like you just keep doing it. You just keep having that goal in mind of like, this is what I want to do. There's no, there's no, what was me? How do I move forward or pivot or make it happen and keep, mm-hmm. keep trying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you saying, you know, you've, you've been there and you, you've done the work. I think you've, you've looked for answers. You've, you've actively searched out answers and for everyone listening, you are part of a very, very small minority who is also part of that club who is looking for answers and who is looking for um, ways to make the, their entirety of their life much better and ultimately their photography. So I think everyone listening should feel proud of the fact that they're not settling for mediocrity. Yeah, that's a great point. Good job, everyone. And yeah. let's let it be known two things. One, I won the bug motel <sighs> round. The, yeah. the first, we put a wager on it. The first round uh what do mantis, i have to do i don't know but it's just mantis one seth zero all right some we'll do a best four out of seven and then something happens <laughs> okay and, and uh, again uh, a big thank you to ted med aaron butchered your name we're sorry about that but your photo is awesome and uh thank you for submitting and it's uh, is a very fitting cover art yeah uh, photo for this week's podcast and again if you aren't already hearing us saying the hashtag in your dreams while you sleep it is hashtag tpm artwork because we say it a million times keep submitting to it and um i'm sure we'll get to one of your photos as when it's fitting for an episode and follow the hashtag so you can connect with other like-minded photographers who are also listening to the show because let's face it you want to surround yourself with as many like-minded people as possible Mm mm-hmm I have a couple things. Please, right. please, please, as the co-host, now I can say, please, 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 uh, write a review. That helps mm. us. Write a review, please. A, a nice one. A nice little one. Maybe leave uh, out the bug hotel. People will be like, what is a bug hotel? Yeah. The, the stars. Do the star thing. All the five of them. Uh, number two, this is really important because the other week, uh, remember the nooch, uh, we wanted to send them, uh, John Mayer clips oh, yeah. that surfaced again. And I was laughing so hard. Cause I was like, this is the gift the that keeps, gift on, giving. That keeps on giving. Yep. This might, this might go on forever. And as oh, yeah. the podcast gets bigger and bigger, it might just continue. And I was giggling, like yeah. <laughs> I was just giggling. Nooch 10 will quit Instagram. <laughs> how awesome that is. So this week, what I want you to do is uh, you're going to hear this on Friday. Instagram broke today. Everyone DM uh, Brett Blakely and say, <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for breaking Instagram on Monday and be really upset about <laughs> it. All right? That's that's your task. That's your to-do. Amazing. All right, man. All right. All right. Well, have a good one. This was a great talk, Seth. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, man. I'll see you.